Well, a guni korer and get al shias firkin folch the oras and rutron er an law special to kirure sha law adarnashun to naman. Agus it's privileged am hein in our iris feder lamaro go will kuluder marsha lin kunan law kilure. I'm so delighted to welcome you all here uh, today in what is a very special day, International Women's Day. So on my own behalf and on Sabina's behalf, I want to say how, how privileged we are and I must say enthused by the wonderful company we have for this day, 2019, celebrating women in science. We've celebrated International Women's Day every year here and it has become part of our calendar now. And I think today the United Nations has, I think, the theme that has been chosen was for International Women's Day 2019 is balance for better, by which they meant, I think, a call to action towards the achievement of gender balance across the world. And let me say immediately that United Nations decision for a theme like that and to speak about gender equality across the world, immediately tells us that we need to make faster, better progress in eliminating those inequalities associated with gender. We need to be unequivocal in our statements at home and abroad that they are not acceptable and must be removed, be it in terms of work or occupation or privilege, or as is so important as well, discourse itself. And these discriminations cannot and should not be tolerated, justified or accepted on the basis of any culture or belief. Those of us who believe in international rights will know as well that this is a concession that we simply cannot make. There are, in fact, things which are basically necessary for assuring our equal existence on this planet. Now, I feel it necessary to repeat this point given the circumstances that continue to prevail in so many parts of the world, where not only inequality prevails, but is amplified by exclusion and indeed by violence against women. I think we also, I think, need to say, I remember very early on when we were speak, I was speaking in 2015, when we had celebrated the two great decisions internationally, one on climate change in Paris and the other on sustainable development in New York, that when we were announcing the sustainable development goal of eliminating all violence against women by 2030, that it shouldn't have to wait for 15 years, that it needed to end immediately, that it was and something that cannot be justified. And today we cannot wait for some evolution, uh, for an end to such violence against women. It needs to end now. And my hope is that the messages from International Women's Day, including the messages coming from Morris and Ultron, is that we need to see a greater intensity in the messages delivered at home and abroad in this regard. But today, as I've said, Sabine and I are particularly honoured that we are able to welcome women who have excelled in the area of science, be it in academia or research, and fields, these are fields, of course, when I think of the wonderful talent that is represented in this room and how you have achieved it, but you are so, women are so worryingly underrepresented, both here in Ireland and in countries across the globe, in all these areas. I think we welcome women, I think as well, uh, beyond academia, women who 
traditionally have been seen as sources of the wisdom and science that has existed before and goes far deeper than any Cartesian moment based on calculation and that informs the daily practice and decisions of women. We celebrate, as it were, the curiosity of women in all its aspects. Recently speaking of sustainable development, biodiversity, and speaking on climate change and sustainable development, I've been struck by when one looks at the statements coming from the now better voices that are coming from the more stronger voices from the indigenous communities of the world who refer to nature itself as um, the Terra Madre or as, uh, as Madre Pache. I'm delighted that so many of you here then are from those third level institutions, research bodies, government organisations working so hard in this area, voluntary organisations, charitable organisations and support groups, and all those areas where women have been breaking new ground, paving the way for new generations of women who will follow you in using your talent and creativity in the pursuit of a better world. I have said recently as well that one of the advantages of our commemorations in the centenary commemorations we've been doing has been the fact that women, in fact, were allowed into the accounts in history. And that is one of the gains we made. I think, for example, of a lecture I gave in Aoife Booth in London and the many other women. But also there are all those women from the classes in Ireland who have been buried out of the different accounts. And we must remember as well that having achieved freedom, we did not treat women fairly, both in terms of those who participated in our war of independence, those who were dependent on pensions afterwards, and those indeed who went on to participation in work. This is work that is unfinished. I think as well, I'm delighted that you represent, I was listening to as you, you were introduced, such a broad spectrum of fields. Your work dedicated as it is to advancement, in environmental, medical, social and the technological areas, areas that have so much to contribute to the crafting of an enhanced future for all our citizens. And I like the word crafting in relation to science because those who fund science must realise that it is often work that is, there is in fact the brilliant finding and the serendipitous finding, but there is the craft of cooperation with other scientists. And last year we celebrated, of course, in relation to issues of equality, a very significant milestone when after decades of campaigning by suffragettes, a cohort of women were granted the right to vote in parliamentary elections. That in itself was a key moment in history and an important step in our nation's journey towards a full recognition of a woman's right to participate equally in society, to have her voice heard and her views respected. Now, we have sensed that a significant outcome of struggle, and it was struggle, it was not conceded without a struggle. We have taken other steps on that journey towards full female participation, celebrated some other victories that are significant, as we have sought to continue the important work began by the suffragettes a century ago. But as I said, it's a journey that is far from completion, and as the second decade of the 21st century draws to a close, women in Ireland remain considerably underrepresented in politics, on state boards, at senior levels and government bodies, in so many other makers, areas of decision-making and policy formation. 
I think recently I've been reading about, for example, even in relation to the banking sector, where some aspects of the financialized economy, it's 12%, and others only as high as 25%. I think we must never forget that this representative dimension to participation uh, is only part, however, of a mosaic of equality that is awaiting the crafting, as I have said. We are, after all, not awaiting or anticipating merely the allowance of the entry of women to a male-defined world. Uh, the world needs new definition. The world of academia and research itself is no stranger, of course, to the substantial gender disparity I've mentioned already, uh, even at its most senior levels. The fact that 30% of scientific researchers worldwide are women must give us cause for concern. And equally worrying is that here in Ireland, as 24% of professors in higher education are female, despite women making up half the overall workforce in the sector. Now, brilliance isn't so not unequally defined in terms of gender, we all know. But equally worrying, as I've said, if women are not adequately, indeed correctly represented in the various fields of scientific research, all of society loses. We have a lesser source as to how we can ensure the fullness of the research questions that need to be asked. I think particularly there, as I've been mentioning and speaking of recently, for example, in biodiversity and climate change, there are only just some areas. The importance of diversity and equal representation across all the areas of decision-making must not be understated. And if we are happy, if we were allowed ourselves to be contented with the fact that female academics be considered an exceptional group among women, we are actually living with an inequity whose consequences are far-reaching and profoundly detrimental to all of our society. Not only is society being denied the intellectual contribution of so many intelligent and innovative women who should be, but are not represented in the areas of academic research and recognition, but society itself is losing in so many ways in being deprived of the many advantages the gender diversity in research itself has to offer. We know that there are case study after case study showing the benefits of considering gender in research, of how such consideration can lead us to better and safer outcomes and products across a wide range of fields. That often quoted phrase, women are not scaled down men, reminds us of the importance of considering sex or gender as variables in most areas of research, a consideration that has failed to be included in so many occasions, even in relation to design, the design of cars itself, as Lee Sand was pointing out, I think today in many cases, it's the design of airbags doesn't take account, for example, of gender difference. No more than, of course, cars ever took any account of the nature of the human spine either. <laughs> but indeed, for so much of human history, the female perspective has not been documented, recognised or taken into account. And thus, academic research across many disciplines has traditionally treated males as being acceptably representative of humans generally. What a contrast that is between what I mentioned earlier, between indigenous sources of wisdom, whether I mentioned Tierra Madre, Pachamama, which is so used. This, of course, is a very, that, all of that is a dangerous mistake. Stanford University research that I looked in at 2017 showed how serious errors can occur when gender is not taken into account in medical research. 
and co-author Landa Schiebinger has stressed the importance of including diversity in research teams in order to ensure a multiplicity of questions are asked, leading to new perspectives, necessary perspectives and directions that will enhance the outcome of studies and explorations. And if we don't have such diversity, how can we ensure that the different ways a heart attack affects men and women is taken into account when developing treatment and medication? How can we ensure that safety equipment is designed, as I've said, to suit both men and women? How can we ensure that safe levels of exposure to toxins are decided based on the different ways they are absorbed by men and women? How can we ensure that the world is a place that is equally safe and accommodating for its male and female members? And the answer is, of course, that we cannot. We know that women engaged in scientific and medical research are often driven and inspired by their experiences as women, that women frequently use that experience when choosing the area of research that they wish to pursue and the questions they choose to ask. But of course, we also know that a female perspective can make a profound difference, even when researching issues that may seem entirely unrelated to gender. There are many factors that are related to the underrepresentation of women in academia and research, and these include the way that work is defined, how to structure gender discrimination, lack of informal support systems for women, the prevalence of academic networking opportunities for men. I remember a very distinguished Irish woman working in one, in, at the highest level in Europe speaking about how her peers in relation to decision making used to in fact have their discussions in the sauna. So, in fact, actually, it was a way of indirectly excluding her from decisions. The unfair impact of maternity leave on female academics, the limited childcare options that are often available and that continue to be viewed as chiefly a female problem, when, in fact, they are a problem for the nature of equality in society. That, that obstacles and systematic barriers for women exist in this area has, of course, been recognised and, thankfully, steps are being taken to ensure more female voices are heard in what is a male-dominated field. But I think we must improve our step, increase our pace. The launch of the Gender Equality Action Plan for higher education institutions is aimed at tackling disparity in the sector here in Ireland. And the publication and adoption of the plan acknowledges that diversity and wider representation in all fields leads to better decision-making and outcomes. I think the recognition needs to be deeper and fuller, and I think the pace of the implementation of the plan needs to be convincing. It's a welcome development, but there's quite a considerable ground to be made up before we reach a situation where society will be enabled to benefit from the full potential and talent of our female academics. And the achievement of equality, then, and universal respect for rights. It's one of the great ethical challenges of our contemporary world. And thus today are in today on International Women's Day, we are presented with a valuable opportunity, not only to reflect on the challenges that have been overcome by women seeking equal participation in society, but the new challenges that must still be vanquished and the old challenges that prevail if we are to become a truly inclusive society, a society that respects the voices and contributions of all of its members. 
And it's a day like today, it's on days like today, internationally. We can all renew our solidarity with each other on these challenges and do take advantage of the opportunity of meeting each other and exchanging experiences and making further arrangements for your own powerful, reforming, emancipatory networks. And today we draw courage, of course, from asking ourselves how less enriched the world would have been without the work of those pioneers and trailblazers, female researchers and academics such as Marie Curie, Rachel Carson, Maria Goldberg, Meyer, Gertrude Bell, Elian, Barbara McClinton, so many, many more who refuse to be restricted or constrained by being female to have their talent and potential wasted, to deny society the benefit of their groundbreaking work. And here in Ireland, of course, we're very proud of such women as well, as Phyllis, as Phyllis Clinch, Eleanor Knott and Sheila Tinney, eminent women scientists who represented us so well on the international stage. And as I listened to you being introduced, your good selves, from all your diverse experiences, you are their successor, and I have every confidence as President of Ireland that you will continue to fly the flag as exemplars for women in academia and research and helped ensure that women become more and more visible in the environment. And now as to my dear friend, I'm not sure that she was able to be with us this afternoon. Never let us forget our successes, for they are at the highest level. For example, how I am honoured I was to invite, uh, how honoured I was to, to hear and know that here in this country, that the electrical support system will channel communications and data transfer between the Rosetta Arbiter and its lander Philae while en route to and from the comet 67P Chorurmov Gerasimenko was designed and built in Ireland thanks to the innovative work and leadership of someone who has visited us here before and is always so welcome, Susan McKenna Lawler. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I'm so pleased to see some familiar places, faces, including Lydia Lynch, to whom I presented a President of Ireland Future Research Leaders Award in Oris and Uchtaron last year. You are all also welcome. And Sabina and I have been so energised to meet and join those who work for and promote equality. And we're delighted to support campaigns for the rights of women. And in more recent years, it has been a real joy and privilege to gather in Warris and Uthron, women and men too, who, through their actions and words, are showing leadership in the pursuit of equality. Today is another such gathering when we welcome women who are such important role models in our society. Uh, Alina, as experts in your fields, you are breaking new ground, you have broken new ground. You have paved the way for generations of women who will follow you in aspiring to use their talent and creativity to pursue careers in academia and research, and in doing so playing their unique role in crafting a better world. I repeat again, a world that has to be redefined, a world that requires a paradigm shift, and one of the great sources of the necessary paradigm shift is the arrival of the female interpretation of the world and a view of the world that will in fact be able to draw on ancient symmetries and wisdoms as well as the most innovative applications of modern science. It's a great day, and today we're being entertained as well. But another important, I think, important contemporary musicians are harpist Denise Kelly, whom we've heard already, 
and very shortly by members of Fair Play, Joanne Cusick, Noriana Kennedy, Kira O'Leary, Fitzpatrick, and Lisa O'Sullivan. This is International Women's Day. Agus mar fuckel skummel skwar, mar fuckel skwir, is min la mawikas a gwaal yaf galeer, a rishas tiyuk tenyu. Gwim gagra agus gok banak dar is an obra mek a shulgini wan vlinsion, aktan kawak dat non tawakui, in o rawi remsion agus in o garamas jamak. Agus gom naire gomalif, mar ischimplori, mar a gwt mes ischimplori spragula, da man a ogan ak remsion dan tokui. So may I conclude then by thanking you all once again for coming here today and joining with Sabina and I and enabling us to have the opportunity to wish you, to acknowledge you, to say thank you and wish each and every one of you success in your chosen fields, in your future careers, in your role as inspirational role models for young women in all areas of society and in all of the discourses that you will inform as we bring this new, more inclusive world into being. Barbana, Mila thank you. Thank you.